For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Peg Fitzpatrick. We're going to talk about Instagram marketing ideas that are really easy to put to use right away. Also, if you want to reach out to me, my email is podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. It comes right to my email inbox. And let's start with this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher, and he has a brand new catch for us. Uh, Cool little app, it sounds like. What'd you find? It is called Catch. In fact, catch, K-A-T-H, dot me. This is for all the diehard Meerkat and Periscope users out there who want more functionality out of those apps and are frustrated maybe with some of the limitations that are there where you can't have uh, replays for further than you know 24 hours on certain apps, that you don't have a quick way to, to easily share it back out again for other people once you've finished doing a Meerkat or a Periscope. Catch.me, you connect it, you sign in, you connect it to your Meerkat, your Periscope, or both, and it will uh, collect your broadcasts in one place with cloud storage, instant replays, and it's it's automatic, it's easy, it's it's it keeps the comments right there in the sidebar as you're using uh doing the replays. It it's really cool. Do you have to somehow when you're doing like a periscope or a meerkat, do you have to like um send out a tweet with a hashtag so it knows to automatically capture it or is it just doing it as long as the account is hooked up? It is automatic as long as the account is hooked up. Yeah, uh, I finished a Periscope early this morning, and Catch was watching my Periscope um, account and saw that I had finished something. And within about, I don't know, 30 seconds of me finishing, there was a new tweet out there saying, hey, go watch the replay. Crazy. So um, does it allow you to download the video, or is it purely streaming? It does. It actually, Catch will allow you to download those videos as well right on the desktop. Hmm. So you don't have to, you know, download it to your phone and then move it over and, and all that. So very cool. Yeah, it's, and it's really cool. And it, is it capturing at the full resolution of the broadcast? Do you know? It is. Yeah. Exactly. It takes whatever the, what, whatever was, was recorded for the stream on whatever app it was you chose. And it's, it's, it's identical. I've, I tested it actually. Very cool. So um, I guess a logical question is, Is what's the catch? Is there some cost? Is there some... There's no catch. 
Really? No, at, at this point, it's free, and it's you just log in, you sign up. I think, again, I don't know of a future business model here, but I think they saw some missing functionality. Maybe they're, maybe they're looking to be bought by Meerkat or Periscope in the future. Mm. That's purely my speculation. But, uh, yeah, it's it's free, and it's K-A-T-C-H dot M-E. K-A-T-C-H dot M-E. Awesome. That's a great catch. <laughs> Eric, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for uh, sharing that with us today. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now let's transition over to today's interview with Peg Fitzpatrick. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Peg Fitzpatrick. If you don't know who Peg is, she's the co-author of The Art of Social Media, Power Tips for Power Users, and she co-authored that book along with Guy Kawasaki. She's also a social media strategist and expert in visual marketing, and her clients include Motorola, Audi, Google, and Virgin, and I'm sure a lot more. Peg, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Well, it's great to have you. And today we're going to talk about Instagram and we're going to talk about images on Instagram. And before we get started there, I just want to ask you, how how did you get started with Instagram? Tell us about your first experience with Instagram and then kind of where it went from there. Uh, Well, my very first experience with Instagram was way back in the dark ages when iPads first came out. <laughs> and I used to be obsessed with finding new apps because like I think everybody was. Really social media wasn't even really big then. It was just like Facebook and so I was always looking for like fun apps to add to my iPad and I loaded Instagram and I loved it but I couldn't get nobody I knew was on it and I couldn't get anybody else to do it and I kept telling people there's this really cool app you guys should try it and people were like why we're on Facebook and so I was on there way back when it was when nobody was on there and I had a presence and then I just stopped using it uh, because like people weren't on there um, so it really took a while like it does for a lot of social platforms for it to take hold and get super popular um, and then when Pinterest came out I actually like kind of was like like a lot of people I thought Pinterest and Instagram were the same because they were both about images so I chose to do more on Pinterest but now that I've learned more about both, they're very different. Pinterest and Instagram are two totally different things. So what what were you um, trying to accomplish in the early days once you went back to Instagram? It sounds like you went back right around when Pinterest started getting popular, right? Well, I don't. I I can't say I went right away because Pinterest. Like I just love Pinterest so much. I just am on there all the time. I, I I have a problem with social media. I love like all of them. They're all like my babies, and it's my job. So I use that as an excuse to say that's why I love all of them. But it is part of my job to really know all the new things that are coming out on all of them. You know, for example, if something new comes out, people will look to my Facebook page to see if I shared it, or they'll ask me about it. So it's important to stay 
for me to stay up to date. But when I went back to Instagram, um, I was just seeing that it was a great place for people to have conversations. It's kind of turned into like the the place where people are talking to new people more. Where for a little bit, it was Google Plus where people were going there and meeting new people. But that slowed down a little bit. So even if you have Facebook where you know lots of people and you're talking to them, Instagram is a place where you can build a different kind of community where as a blogger or entrepreneur, that's the kind of place that you would want to go to meet new people. So that's kind of what I found on Instagram was that it was a great place to meet new people. You know, um, I, I'll be honest, I don't really use Instagram. Uh, I have it on my phone. I look at it every once in a while and we do use it occasionally uh, for our conference. But um, Mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges that a lot of marketers face when they when the, when it comes to marketing on Instagram. Well, I think social media is challenging for marketers in the way that they want to look things in a more traditional way. Like, how are we going to get people to do X, Y, and Z? And the newer platforms take a bigger challenge, like Snapchat, like Instagram. You know, it's it's not as easy. I'm saying easy in quotes to write a, you know, viral blog post that's going to go crazy or a, a YouTube video that's going to go viral with, you know, lots of links that people can click and things. Instagram is limited because you just get that one link in your bio. That's it. There's no links in the comments. There's no so a lot of a lot of times somebody who, who's a blogger like you might say, "Well, I don't see the value in that then." Why should I, why should social examiner be on Instagram if there's not a blog link for them to click every day? And, and you know what, that's, a, that, uh, that has been what stymied our strategy, to be honest with you, right? Because it's like, yeah. here's what goes through my mind, you know, um, uh, with Facebook, we know the half, we know that a post, you know, might have a uh, exposure for potentially days, right? If it gets bumped back into the news feed yeah. from comments and stuff. And, you know, with Twitter, it might be a few hours. And the thing I struggle with on, on the Instagram side of things is, okay, yeah, you can put a, a link in your bio, but then it's like a two-step process, right? You have to update, you have to post an update, and then you also have to go change your bio. And then you have to like figure out what the half-life of that update is, right? And then you have to post mm-hmm. another one and change your bio again. And it's like, for me, it seems like Instagram wants to keep everyone inside the ecosystem and not move them off of it. And that's why I've struggled, frankly, with trying to figure out a good strategy. So mm-hmm. that that's one of the concerns, obviously. You know, what are some other challenges that marketers face on Instagram? That that is the biggest one. I mean, here's the thing to think about though. Instagram is the place where people love to talk to brands. Brands are getting more engagement on Instagram than any other social platform. So for one post, they're getting more comments in conversation. So Instagram may not be the place that everybody clicks through, but it's brand awareness for social media examiner for the conferences, for the people that write for you that are going to lead to more people coming to the virtual conference or the in-person conference. So it may not be the direct click link through, but it is great brand awareness and joining the conversation. What do you say to the marketer right now who who has been around for a while and has spent a lot of energy to grow a Facebook following, mm-hmm. only to have Facebook say, sorry, we're not going to let you get to that following unless you pay us. And they now know that Facebook owns Instagram. So let's say you build this big Instagram community and Facebook pulls the switch and says, you want to get to your audience, you pay for it. I mean, a lot of us have been burned. Um, What are your thoughts on this? Because this is a little bit like building your house on rented land, right? 
It definitely is, and that's why we all have blogs, right? Because <laughs> we own <laughs> that real estate, and yeah. no one can do that. Um, so if you're listening and you don't have a blog, that's why you should have one. Um, you know, it could happen with any social media platform. I mean, they don't owe it to us to give us free free platform. That's the bottom line. I mean, right. sure, it was great. I, honestly, I would rather pay a monthly fee for Facebook and just have it be like, you know, is a business account. Of course, it would probably be so much I couldn't afford it. But, um, you know, like I'd rather pay like $20 a month as an individual just to have my account than to see ads and stuff. Right. I, I maybe other people would disagree with that, but um, you know everything isn't free in the world. We expect to get paid for work that we do, so um, I don't think it's unfair for social platforms to have to earn money in some way. I think yeah, that's and that's not that's not, not my that's not my point reason, though. Okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the that the if the value proposition of Instagram is that you can build a really uh, interactive, large, and loyal community on Instagram because it's such a great ecosystem, um, and you know that's a strong value proposition to a marketer, right? And mm-hmm. the the only thing that would be stopping me from wanting to go full force into that is knowing that I could build up a really large and loyal following on Instagram, and potentially because it's owned by Facebook, they're going to do exactly what they just did. A few years ago, to us who have big pages on Facebook, right, right. which is I know. pretty much kill our exposure into the feed. Um, do you know right now whether or not, um, if you post an upgrade, update on Instagram, is it pretty much assured that if your followers are on Instagram, they're going to see that, or do they curate what shows up in the feed, quote unquote, of the Instagram uh, user? That's a good question. To the best of my knowledge, I don't believe there is any edge rank. I do think that you see everything that people share. But again, I'm saying that it could be like Facebook, people get angry about that. But then when you look at the numbers for that, if you actually saw all the posts, like, isn't it like you'd see like 20,000 posts every time you went on Facebook? Like we don't realize how. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's it's probably because we have so many people, quote unquote, that are friends that aren't really friends, right? <laughs> right, right. All of our friends. So, so <laughs> all of our twenty thousand. Exactly. Friends. So, getting back to um to marketing, um, mm-hmm. where what what are some of the um big mistakes that people are making when it comes to Instagram marketing? Um, I would say the biggest one is probably that people aren't posting enough. It took me a while to figure out you know, how much was like the sweet spot for, for brands, marketers, and for people to post. And I was actually thinking it was much less than it was. I was at a, um, a conference recently and I, there was a panel of Instagram people that had, you know, 500,000 and up followers and they all post multiple times per day. Mm. Um, one of them posted like eight or 10 times a day. They post a lot of content. So that was surprising to me. So, so like I t- they're pre- tweeting, uh, treating it like Twitter almost, aren't they? I mean, sort of, but they, they post excellent content. It's not just like the thing is, it takes a little bit more time to create an Instagram post, like a tweet. You can go to a blog post and just, you know, I could go to social media examiner right now and share the latest article on there. And it would take me, you know, not very long at all, Exactly. but Instagram, you have to create the image and write the text and figure out all the things that go with it. So it takes a little bit longer, 
But it's interesting, though, that it's that posting more frequently is better there. So that's I think one mistake that um, marketers do is they don't post enough, and I think it's the same on Facebook. I think people don't post enough on Facebook. Um, the, the Guy Kawasaki theory of posting more, you know, keeps you in the newsfeed. But I was looking at Martha Stewart's um, Facebook page, and they post every hour. That's crazy. It's a lot of posting. Of course, she's got probably the biggest backlog of content of any person ever. So, so it's let, that like, yeah. You know. So, so, so most marketers are probably just posting what once a day, if that is that is that kind of what I hear you saying. And they should yeah, probably they be probably increasing the frequency. Be, yeah, I don't even think they're posting once a day. Most post like every other day or sometimes once a week. Okay, so there's a lot of people freaking out right now, saying I can barely keep up with what I'm doing. So let's yeah. let's 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 spend some time talking about how to actually you know, some creative ideas on creating posts, right? Okay. So let, let's dig into um, what are some of the types of of uh, updates, you know, break it down for us. Um, I don't know what to call these image updates or whatever, but there's got to be different kinds of themes or, 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 or ideas that you think about when you're creating them for your clients or for yourself. Maybe you can give some inspiration to us. Right. So, I mean, there's your basic things, which are like pictures of what you're doing or where you are. Or like if you're an event, you know, it's fun to post pictures with people that you meet. So selfies. those are obviously, yeah, do sell selfies. I mean, some of the ones from Social Media Marketing World are some of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, you can take pictures with people or you can post, you know, a day in the life behind the scenes at your blog, business, wherever. So you're giving people a, like a view in the day in the life of, you know, the social media examiner crew or you know behind the scenes at canva or wherever wherever you happen to be you're you know showing a little bit behind the scenes of something where you know where it gives you more of like the human connection with your company let's pause Uh, on that one for a second so like give us some examples because we might think it's boring but our fans might not right so what kind of what kind of things are good for the day in the life posts Okay, so I do them, like, if I'm going to do a webinar, for example, a lot of times I'll be working on it, getting ready, and I'll maybe want to share my link to the webinar one more time to give people a chance to click uh, and, and join. So I will do a photo of, like, my my computer monitor, you know, with maybe some little things around um, with the, the cover photo from my blog post. Or from the from the webinar, so people can see what it is. Or if I'm doing a Google Plus Hangout, I'll do like a, some photos in the green room and share them. So it's kind of like what I'm doing, getting ready for you just put, it. So you just like, grab a selfie stick and just hold it up in the air or something. You know? I I have a selfie stick, but I never use it. I just I just do it with my phone and just hold it up and you huh. know. Do, or I'll do like a picture of the screen so it shows like what's going on. And people love that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody has different things going on in their life. So find something that's interesting that you do. You know, if I'm interviewing, you know, if I'm going to do a, a Google Hangout with like Guy and Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, I'm going to do a little behind the scenes photo and be like, hey, look who, you know, there's definitely going to be some swearing going on in a minute. Join me. You know, something something so it's like interesting and funny, but you know, it kind of chronicles what you're doing and yeah, that's maybe cool. your little journey. So yeah, that's the and kind by of the way, we did that. that yeah, we did that at Social Media Marketing World. Like we'd have, um, you know, we go over to the sign company to grab all the stacks of signs. We'd take a picture, you know, getting ready for social media marketing world or, you know, um, audio engineers setting up stuff or, you know, creative meetings, you know, going on looking at bags or, or, um, you know, we're sampling the food that's going to be served. I think those are the kind of things that 
can kind of surprisingly get people excited and, and worked quite well. It's okay. you just have to kind of have this mindset of, okay, um, let me step back and take a quick picture of this because people might be interested in this. And a lot of people yeah. don't even think about that, do they? No, I don't think they do. You want to hear a funny one, Mike? Uh, 2013 when Guy and I were at social media and marketing world and I was just a guest there and Guy was speaking I made him do a picture of me like up on the stage pretending to speak <laughs> that, it, was, it was my goal to be a speaker so I did like this funny like I just pretended I was talking with a little thing and he was like you're so crazy I'm like it's funny though like that's kind of funny like but it was it, you know then I made it happen two years later so so that's kind of fun right <laughs> yeah but that's the kind of thing where you know it's part it's part of like creating your journey and sharing your journey and very cool you know, very cool. I, and celebrating like the things that go on I think sometimes people that's part of what people don't think about you know like all the things that happen along in the journey don't just always be looking into the future you know like you plan so much for a big conference it's a big deal to go and speak you spend a long time making your presentation so it's interesting to share it with people Okay, so we've talked about selfies with people yep. at events. We've talked about yep. day in the life, kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff. What else can we do? Um, I do images for my blog posts. So I'll do an image. And then in my um, description, I actually treat it like a mini blog post. And I write quite a bit of information. So it's actually enough for people to get a great feel and start a conversation right there. So it's definitely not like a tweet. You don't want to just write the title and say link go to the link in my bio for this article. You want to give people a little like one tip from the article, one thing that they can, you know, learn or talk about. So I try to think of them as like a mini blog post instead of like a short update. So all right, let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, um, do you take a screenshot of your actual blog with all the social share numbers in it? Or are you taking an image that was created for your blog post and somehow sizing that appropriately? I take the image for my blog post and I use Canva for work. So it has this little magic button that resizes them all. But before I used to just resize the images. Um, but yeah, I just make a square photo, you know, in the one to one ratio um, of my image. I'm really picky about my social sharing images. So I've been making multiple sizes for my blog post for a while. So it's not that big of a deal for me to make a square photo. Um, so I just have a square image. Um, of, from my blog post, and I share that with some great content from the blog. What's the dimension? What's the dimensions that? Um, I mean, like I know people when they're on their computer have really big monitors. Is there a certain dimension requirement or a maximum dimensions for these square images? Six forty by six forty pixels, I believe, is the official Instagram biggest size, but they will scale it down. You don't want, ever want to have to have them scale images up. Because that's when they can get blurry. Gotcha. I do. I do seven thirty five by seven thirty five, and I actually will put that at the top of my blog post. Oh, really? Because the, cool. the width is seven is seven thirty five. Well, I'm wondering whether or not on a Retina phone, you know what I mean, which is like the double the resolution or whatever. That that if you had a higher res image, it probably wouldn't look any better on a Retina phone than a non Retina phone. I'm guessing, right? Um, I have an iPhone 6 Plus. Is that a retina phone? It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine always look great. <laughs> That's cool, cool. All right, so we talked about, uh, you said about you said you could put in the text. Uh, it sounds like you put like enough text in there to, to tease them a little bit to want to somehow read more. Is that right? Yes. And so how much text correct. do we put in, I guess, is the question. Like, let's mm -hmm. say we got a thousand word blog post. I put 
oh, it's hard to say how many words it is. I'll have like a little intro. I always want to ask a question. And then I want to put a couple sentences and then a closing question. So, how are, you know, it's maybe, it's a small paragraph. It's and then, and then you say go to the about page to get a click to link to it or whatever? Or is yeah, that- I always write, um, click the link in my bio. Because now- that's the bio that you have to change that. And then another little sneaky trick is um, in the location for the for the the photo, even though it's my blog post, I'll put like a little text in there that says, um, click the link in my bio, and that shows up under the photo. Wait, say that again. I'm not tracking 100%. <laughs> I know. It's kind of sneaky. So on, on Instagram, you can do location. You can put the location in. So if we happen to be at, you know, the Bellagio in Vegas, we would actually click, yay, we're at the Bellagio in Vegas. Gotcha. But I'm just home in my office and I just write in there, I actually put it in manually, click the link in my bio with like a little star or check mark emoji. Oh, so you use I, the location to put your call to action, so to speak, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, I use that as a call to action. Oh, very cool. Now, and those actually save in your phone too. So I have like five or six in there that I can just pull up again. Can, does it make sense to put the link in the comment? Do people ever copy and paste? Or they can copy and paste, especially now with the great way that Instagram looks on desktop. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Just saying, you know, cut and paste this. Yeah. I would just use an actual call to action because then you would get people saying, you know, those aren't clickable, right? Which, of course, you know that. But yep. you could just say, you know, if you're on desktop or mobile, cut and paste this. So, okay. What um, we've talked about. Uh, and wait, one more thing that yeah, benefits that. Keep them coming. Is Okay, I just want—I just thought of one thing while you're saying that. When you add that actually in your comments, it stays on there. And then, you know, next week when you switch that to a different blog post, if someone's looking back through your old content, they could still cut and paste that. So that's actually a bonus. Okay, so what you're saying is it would make sense potentially to put that link in the comments because if someone does go to an old post and they go to your bio, they're going to realize it's not the same link. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because you rotate that out. That's exactly what I was thinking too. What mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, what is the typical shelf life of a of a I don't know, what do they call it when you put an upgrade? Instagram post? I yeah. don't know that actually, I have to say. No Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook. I'll have to look that one up. I am not positive. I'm guessing it probably is variable depending on how many friends or whatever the person has when they log in. You know, if there's if their feed is full of newer updates, I'm imagining they're gonna show the newer ones first. Um I do know from looking at my stats on Iconosquare, which is a, a site that you can go to just to um, to get analytics for Instagram that's free, um, most of the activity in the post is in like the first hour. So gotcha. there's definitely more activity like in the first hour and then it kind of dies off a little bit. Awesome. Um, and that was Iconosquare, right? That was the name Iconosquare, of- yep. Cool. All right. So, so far we've talked about photographs and we've talked about images from your posts. What else? I see a lot of quotes and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on these, you know, inspirational quotes? Well, I, you definitely don't want to build your whole marketing strategy on quotes, but they really are popular. (laughs) So it's hard to say that they're not good because, and I, and I do them sometimes too, but I always try to put my own spin on everything. So if I am doing a quote, I'll ask a question with it or, you know, just sometimes just make sure that 
the content you're sharing relates back to your business goals somehow. Right. So if your goal is a blogger that talks about social media like me, like you or I, you know, I relate that back to, you know, this is this is, you know, a quote and, you know, does this inspire you to do better in your business or just some way to make sure that it there's a reason. There's always a reason for what you're doing. It's not just to post a quote. What about like a mini infographic or what about taking an infographic Definitely. and slicing it into lots of little images? That would be a great idea. Yep. And and anything with bullet points on it is good, right? Like people love to learn. Lists are always popular. So if you had like three three tips for, you know, something from a blog post, um, you know, click through for the for the other twenty. I mean, I think people would definitely be interested. What about like these uh, occasionally I'll see images on other networks, especially Pinterest, where it's got like three steps or whatever, and it's it's a couple pictures in one. Can you do something like that on Instagram as well? Like step yeah. one, step two, step three, and maybe just divide that square into little segments? You definitely can do that. And, and it, you can do that in Canva really easily because a lot of their templates have those little grids where you can just slide the photos in. Cool. I've done that. Um, the the great thing to do uh, for those is like if you're in an event or somewhere where you've taken tons and tons of photos, and you're you've really kind of already overwhelmed maybe with like five photos from that day or in the recent days. It's great to do a little collage like that, so you're not overwhelming, but still maybe sharing it. Um, I just went to a conference and I worked with McDonald's and I did a ton of photos and I was finally like, I should probably like do a collage because people might not want to see the same thing too much. So a collage is a great way to um, get a couple photos in and they look really cool. What about putting a brand inside your photo? Like, um, you know, should you put your URL in the photo? Should you put uh, hashtag in the graphic, you know, I'm talking about like some sort of branding. Cause I'm sure yeah. these things have ultimately get shared and probably you lose a little bit of who, where the source was. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you definitely should brand your Instagram Im- images because there's no real way to share like on Twitter or Facebook. So people either use an app to repost or just they cut and paste it, which really isn't a good thing to do. But because of all the different ways that people do it, you can't. It, your name is not connected with it after they share it, unless you've put a little, you know, branding mark on there with your URL. You know, either it's just like a little line at the bottom that had your logo or your website or something on it. You definitely want to brand it. It's a good idea. Um, when guy a guy and I were talking about the mentions app earlier, and you can actually share from. Um, Instagram two mentions and it like it takes out all of the everything takes out the text and everything so there's ways to share that take out literally everything from your profile so the only way that you're going to get recognized for that is if you um, have your branding on there so it's definitely a good idea and for those that don't know what the mentions app is it's a special app from Facebook for celebrities only so most of us don't qualify, so don't even waste your time. <laughs> Sorry. It does have extra integra- Instagram integrations, too. No, but that's cool. But I just want everybody to understand, yeah. um, we did uh, a couple episodes back, Mari Smith and I talked about that. Um, so let's talk about tools. Um, you know, a lot of people are probably just using Instagram to yeah. take pictures, but what are some tools that we can use, especially mobile tools, yep. um, to simplify the process of um, creating all these different kinds of graphics for Instagram? And maybe is there anything to schedule them also? I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is I don't take my photos actually in the Instagram app because they don't save on your phone. Oh, really? So, That's good to know. 
yeah, so if you're somewhere and you were taking a couple pictures of your kids and then you decided to share one, the other one could be gone. Mm. So I take photos in the camera awesome app that's by Smug Mug. I love that app. I don't know if you've tried that one. It's my favorite because it has a grid in it and a, um, the golden ratio. So you can get really great photos by, you know, using the tools in there. Now, is that uh, an iPhone and Android or? Just, yes, it's, okay. it's iOS and Android. Cool. Camera um, Awesome is what it's called. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And Smug Mug is the, the name of the company that does it. Um, it's a great app. It helps you take really great photos. You can crop them and, and edit them in that, or you can put them into Instagram. I tend not to spend a whole bunch of time like editing and doing a bunch of things. I will usually just take my photos either in the iPhone app, you know, camera app or in Camera Awesome. And then I just will use like one filter in Instagram. Um Cool. And then other fun things that I like to use, I like to use the Over app, and that's for iOS and Android also. That one will take photos, and they have really cool different fonts and overlays. So if you're like a coffee fan, they have like coffee art that you can put, like it's in a circle, so it fits like right in the coffee cup. And Cool. Um, they do little seasonal updates all the time. So when it's like back to school or Christmas, they'll have little fonts and little sayings and things. That one's, it makes really like nice looking photos. Um, and WordSwag is another popular one. And in WordSwag, you could actually add your logo into the, on the photo, which is very nice. And over, you can do that as well. I've heard so, a lot about WordSwag. So is over, is the yeah. over app similar to WordSwag? It's just got different, it is. different yep. style. WordSwag ends up looking, I think, more templated because, you know, you pick certain things and there's tons of variety in there. But Over looks more like personalized and custom, I think. Gotcha. But I like both of them. Are these uh, paid apps or free apps? Uh, they both have free versions. So you can use both of them for free. Gotcha. Cool. Um, but if you want to add the logo, I think you need to do the paid version. I think it's only like $2 though. I mean, gotcha. it's very low. And then you can just load your logo with a transparent background on your phone. And every time you're sharing something, something from WordSwag, you could put the logo on there. Very cool. Mm -hmm. What else, do you, uh, what else do you recommend? Um, a new one that I just found that makes really cool little videos is called photo. It is like P H H H O T O. <laughs> Wait, how many H's are in that? Three? Three. I think there's three three H's in there. Okay. Um, and that makes these really cool like little GIF videos that are perfect for Instagram. Oh, like the animated GIFs? Do, on Instagram? Uh, it's do actually the... video. It's actually video. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, um, does it autoplay on Instagram or do you have to push the play button? You have to push the play button, but it does show up. Like it gives you the little play button. I don't think they auto Bill. No, I don't think they do. What about like scheduling stuff? I mean, do they even have an official, some app that works to truly schedule things on Instagram that you're aware of? Not to truly schedule things. Um, they are still keeping the API really closed. They, they're really, I think, being cautious about kind of keeping marketers at bay, right. you know, with not allowing a lot of links, which is good and bad because then there's not link spam in the comments that you have to worry about if you want to look at the bright side of that. Um, but the um, there is not anything where you can actually schedule it to post. Hootsuite just came out with a brand new integration with um, Instagram. So you can load your Instagram account into Hootsuite and you can do everything and get it. It says that you're scheduling. And, but what it does is it actually sends a notification to your phone in the Hootsuite app telling you to post it. So then you go into the app 
you open it up and it posts it to Instagram. Gotcha. So you actually have to manually post it still. But if you're a brand working, you know, uh, and you have a bunch of people working on your team creating images, you could use Hootsuite, put all the images in there, and um, you know they could go out at at the time that you wanted. That's if, cool. But it's not truly posting. It's not like Facebook where you could load it, schedule it, and then gotcha. you don't have to think about it. Um, a lot of people listening right now are probably looking for ways to find successful people in their niche or genre mm -hmm. that are using images, uh, maybe to just get a little inspiration. Um, is there an easy way to find my peers that are using Instagram, so to speak, and kind of track and see what they're doing? Uh, the best way to find people on Instagram is hashtags. So on the desktop version or on your phone, you can just do a search for a hashtag that's related to your industry. And at the top, you'll see the top posts. And then underneath, you'll see the most current posts. Um, and that's a great way to find new hashtags too. I like to click on them and see what other hashtags people are using. Um, to see what's popular. I mean, you can go two ways. You can use the ones that are really popular and then tons of people will be there. Maybe your information will get swamped or you could find something that's popular but not crazy popular. So maybe some people would see it but not it wouldn't be lost in all the data. Gotcha. Um, but that's how I find new people is um, from hashtags and then, you know, in conversations on other people's posts. You know, one of the biggest things is just, you know, when you follow someone on Instagram, people will go through and like a couple of your posts and comment on them. Because um, that's one thing where maybe the feed doesn't keep going on Instagram, but when somebody goes to see one of your posts, typically they'll look at a couple of them because they're all right there. They don't get lost like on Facebook Excellent. or Twitter. So it's a bonus. Excellent. Well, Peg, um, you are the only person that is speaking twice at our, <laughs> at our upcoming Social Media Success Summit, which is a pretty big Yay. honor. So tell everyone what you're going to be talking about and what they can discover uh, from you at the summit. Awesome. I was speaking in two different sections and I'm super excited because both groups have awesome people. I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking with the Instagram people doing Instagram productivity tips, how to create a workflow that flows. Since there isn't a way to schedule, there, you need to find a great way to create your content and manage it and get it all out on Instagram. And I've created a couple really great um, top secret things that I didn't share today that I'm saving for the summit. And my second one is create a visual style for social media images, like how to create a little brand guidelines for your blog. So when you know people go to your blog and see your social media, you can look as professional as Social Media Examiner does with all their great branding. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to learn from you in both of those sessions, Peg. Um, where can people discover more about you and the book that you co-author with Guy Kawasaki, The Art of I said uh, the art of social media. I almost said the art of the start. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> guy's okay. other book. Uh, yeah, the yeah. art of social media. So where can they find the book and where can they discover more about you, Peg Fitzpatrick? Uh, I am everywhere on social media at, at Peg Fitzpatrick. So I have a blog that's pegfitzpatrick.com. And then I'm on all the different social media sites. You can just search for Peg Fitzpatrick. Um, there is information on my blog about the book or you can go to artof.social and that's our uh website art of dot social, social. yeah cool. art of dot social peg fitzpatrick thank you so much for sharing your insight in instagram and illuminating me i know on behalf of a lot of our listeners um i just want to say thank you i thought it was really great awesome thanks i hope people give some ideas a try and 
um, start liking Instagram more. Awesome. Thanks, Peg. Thank you. Well, I hope you found value in today's podcast. I know there was a lot of things that I learned. If there's anything that we mentioned in this show and you just didn't catch it because you're out and about, and I know you probably are, don't worry. We take all the notes for you. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 164. Stands for episode 164. Also, if you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button on your podcast player and never miss a future episode of this show. It's free. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. May social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.